I'm excited about what God is doing in this church, and I appreciate, again, the opportunity to share from my heart. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we started praying about what, what do we want to preach on, you know? And so Josh and I kind of started brainstorming, and, and we came up with uh, Game On, God's plans for life's games. Because I think if we can be real, uh, there's a lot of times in our life that we look to things of the world. We look to, whether that's the internet or or friends, or kind of our lifelines, we look to stuff. And I want to just stand before you this morning and let you know that God's word is capital T truth. It is, it is something that we can stand on, and it's something that we have to hold to. And in a season of probably all of us, when we have a lot of questions, or maybe you just don't know how to do this whole Christian thing, uh, man, I want to point out that God's word uh, is truth, and that we can find answers. Now, it is always heard it was a road a road map to, to my life growing up you know my parents or pastors would tell me that and nowhere in here I used to be a little uh, sarcastic and I'd say well it doesn't tell me that I'm going to make a C in my English class dad or you know it doesn't it doesn't tell me who I'm going to marry or who I'm going to date it doesn't tell me where I'm going to work or that I'd be here but it's a road map because it's God's word and everything about it points to Jesus and we are God's creation and we should point to Jesus and so I, I just want to kind of take the next few weeks and, and point uh, some of our favorite games uh, that, that we grew up as, in childhood, whether that uh, is today we're going to be talking about uh, the game of tag or uh, the game of chase, uh, if you will. And we're going to dig into that. But before we do that, I just, again, want to say thanks for these guys in the student ministry uh, for their hearts. I appreciate y'all and how you point people to Jesus, and I appreciate a church that points them to Jesus. And uh, so it's neat to serve uh, alongside these, these students and young people and to serve alongside you. We've got an awesome church, so I appreciate uh, that opportunity. But I am. I'm excited about these next few weeks. Uh, Sean is what we would call an exegetical pastor, where, which you take, a, 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 I think we were in First John for about three years, and you walk through that. And so what Josh and I, we're not going to take a, a book of the Bible and walk through it. We're going to take God's uh, word, and we are going to uh, compare that to a couple of different things and walk through what Scripture says about game on. And, and today in particular, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 139. I kind of preface this a little bit. You know, a lot of times in our life we look to ans for answers, okay? So we look, if you're like me, I have to tell you, I go to Google quite a bit. Google's like my go-to, um, you know, if somebody asks a question, it's like, Shh, Google. Oh, hey, this is what it is. And I sound smart, but it's really not me. Uh, it's people who have done the work for me. Or maybe... Uh, parents, you, you know, we, we're raising children or, or grandparents raising grandchildren. Uh, man, you're, you're just waiting for the next book to be released that says, here's how to maintain your children and, and not kill them. I mean, maybe that's what, maybe that you're looking for that next book of self-help or, or whatever it is. And, and that's kind of your lifeline. Maybe it's your friends. Man, if you find yourself in a time of need, maybe it is your friends and you call and say, hey, I don't know what to do about this, and you have some people who can speak wisdom into your life, which is all good. Um, whatever your lifeline is, when all else fails, though, if you're like me, we try our lifelines before we try the lifeline. We try those things before we go to God's word, and as a reminder, I want to, to just point us all to scripture this morning, because we have the answers uh, right here in front of us, and that's the cool thing. That's the neat thing about this 
this life that we're living is that the answers are, are right here in front of us. Uh, and, and scripture points to that answer. So instead of going to God's word as a last resort, we're gonna spend the next couple of weeks digesting some of our favorite childhood games and uh, looking at God's word about how to live out that truth. Uh, so again, this series, uh, it's called Game On um, because church, we believe that the harvest is plentiful and that the laborers are few. And that's not my words, that's Jesus's words. In Luke chapter 10, verse two, it says this, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Church, I believe this, I'm a sports guy. I, I enjoy games and I'm a competitor. And I believe that in a time where it could be like uncertainty all over the world, especially in our nation, that church, it's time, it's game on. It's time to, to push forward. And I'm excited to share uh, about this concept. So again, I asked our children uh, up here, has anybody ever played the game of tag? Uh, and honestly, when I started thinking about this weeks ago, I, I thought about the game and I liked the concept of, of chase and chasing after. I couldn't come up with a point of what the game was. And it just reminded me of how much energy some teacher, some kindergarten teacher told these kids 100 years ago, hey, here's what we're gonna play. You're gonna be it and you just chase everybody around and the game never ends until it's nap time. And we waste all of that energy just chasing. I don't even know how you determine who's it because there's definitely not a winner until the whistle blows. I guess if you're it, you're, you're the loser or something. You, you have to be it again the next day. but. The idea, there's, there's no beginning or end, you just run around chasing after people. And can I tell you this morning an, an encouragement, I don't know where everybody's at uh, in, in your faith journey with, with the Lord, maybe some of y'all it hasn't started, maybe you're trying to figure things out, but can I tell you that Jesus is chasing you this morning? And as a disclaimer, he's not chasing you because he can't catch up with you, he's chasing you because he desires a relationship with you. Man, just, what a, just stop and think about that, that concept that your creator who has breathed, is breathing life into each of us right now. I believe that this, this book is 100% truth, okay? And, and scientists and atheists for thousands of years have tried to disprove God's word and disprove. And, and matter of fact, through that process, most atheists become Bible-believing Christians because you can't disprove this. It is capital T truth. And I just wonder how many of us need to be reminded that our creator who wrote this is chasing you this morning? Man, what a, what a concept. He is pursuing you. Our creator is chasing us. Not because, again, he can't catch you, but because he wants your attention and your devotion, your thoughts, and he wants your love. He's a God that could literally snap his fingers. He could, okay? He could snap his fingers and say, Matt, you're gonna do this, 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 this. And I would have to do it. I mean, he, he's all-powerful, all, he's all-knowing, he's omnipresent, omnipotent. He is everything, everywhere, all things created through him and in him and by him. And yet, he doesn't act as our puppeteer and, and tell us what to do. He desires relationship with us. So we're gonna look at a passage of scripture this morning um, and look at the simple childhood game of tag and how that relays. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 139. 
Psalm chapter 139, a beautiful passage. Most of us, if you grew up around the church or in the church, have, have read through this, and uh, it's a great reminder um, that our Creator is bidding us to follow Him because He first loved us. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Cody and I. Cody and I just celebrated nine years on Thursday, and it feels, uh, it's just crazy. Nine years, and some of y'all are like, try 59. And... Uh, We'll be there hopefully one day, Lord willing. I don't know uh, that plan. But um, it, it was neat to kind of take Thursday and just reflect. Now it's not a big milestone. It's not the Big Ten or 15 or, or, or anything like that. But it was neat. It was just her and I. We were driving down the road and we got to laugh and we got to just talk. And one thing that reminded me of, of course, I have had this sermon planned for weeks now. And, and one thing that I, reminded, I was reminded of, and she does a good job of reminding this, uh, reminding me of this is, she was asking, babe, where's your heart this weekend? What, you know, what are you teaching and, and that kind of stuff? So I told her about the game of chase. And again, through that, I was reminded the game of chase in our dating uh, relationship. And, and we had a long distance relationship and she played hard to get sometimes. And she kind of, you know, there was this chase. And, and one thing that we got to talking about was that's exactly it. Everybody wants to feel pursued, and that is what I wanted to feel pursued, and she wanted to feel pursued. That's because we long for somebody to know and tell us that we matter. And some of us in here look to people, and we look to society to tell us that, hey, you matter. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what your history or your present circumstances tell you, because I know working with some of these students and some of y'all, your present circumstances tell you you don't matter, you don't have a voice, but let me tell you, Jesus is pursuing you. And man, what a concept that is. So I want us to just um, slow down for the next few minutes, the next couple hours as we look at God's word. I'm just joking, it's not a couple hours. The next few minutes as we look at God's word in Psalm chapter 139. Let's pray and, and go before the Lord. Father, you are good to us, and I thank you uh, that you first chased after us. God, I do. I thank you that you, before time began, you knew I'd be here today speaking about this message, and that just blows my mind. And I thank you that you love us. God, your whole scripture points to how much you love us. I mean, John 3.16, the, the most Googled verse in the entire world, God, just points to how much you love your creation and your children. So Father, today may we just slow down as we look at the game of tag and, and how silly that could be sometimes, but also in reality, God, it's, it's this idea that we are chasing after things in this world and you just want us to slow down and understand we can chase after you because you first chased after us. So Father, these next few moments hide me behind your word and, and may you just awaken this church, Lord, and may we uh, feel revitalized and, and may your word encourage us and give us hope and a peace that surpasses all understanding. Whatever season we find ourselves in, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name, amen. So if you take notes, game on. Uh, the next couple weeks, like I said, this one is tag. And uh, so if you take notes, you can write that down. Um, and the first point I have for us this morning is that he first chased after you. Again, your creator, our creator loves us and pursues each of us. And I want to just slow down and make sure we're all on the same page. Why do I know that? Because it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to read what we just read. Um, 
or, or what we're about to read and, and see how much he loves us. So if you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and uh, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 139. Stand, if you would, in the honor of reading this morning. It says this, O Lord, you have searched me and you known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me by night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven into the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them as my enemies. Verse 22 and, or 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You may be seated this morning. What a passage. What, what a concept that points everything to our creator and how much he loves us and desires us. And man, I just want, to, again, to just remind us that he, is ch he has chased after us and he is desiring relationship. And again, this is just one chapter in Psalm that is full of how good God is and how much he loves his children and his creation. And that's just of one book of the Bible, one chapter in the thousands of, of chapters in the Bible that points to how great our creator is. And why do I know this? Because again, over and over, to kind of put things in, in perspective, it says, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You know my thoughts from the heavens. You know my path and my resting and know all my ways and habits. And before I speak, you know the words on my tongue. You go before me and you follow me. I can't escape your presence. I can't outsmart you, outrun you, or outsin you. You, in, you have formed my heart. You knit me together in my mother's womb. You made me intricately woven in the depths of the earth. You know my days, every one of them, before I knew them or even existed. God, you think about me so much more than I could ever imagine. If I could, not, if I could count them, your thoughts just towards me would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, you are still with me. And then David spends a couple verses uh, aligning himself with expressing his loyalty to God. Okay, when he's talking about the hatred, he's, he's basically saying, look, I'm aligned with God. I am here for God. I am here because of my creator. 
And then he goes in, in such a beautiful concept. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's just, again, one psalm. That's just one chapter in the Bible. And before we go on further over the next couple weeks looking at this stuff, it's important that we understand the foundation here. The foundation is is that we exist to bring glory to our creator. We are here to point people back to him. And we talked a couple weeks ago over uh, disunity and what that looks like and how the flesh always divides and the flesh will always fail us. But the Holy Spirit, the, the Spirit of God will always unify us. And church, that's, that's what the whole point of his, his scripture here is that we are here because he first loved us. It's simply because he absolutely 100% loves and desires a relationship with his children. You are being pursued. Contrary to, to popular belief or contrary to what Satan tells you, the lies that he is feeding you, you are being pursued by your creator. You know what this truth reminds me of? It reminds me that he's pursuing us uh, 100%. He desires this relationship with us. He doesn't desire religion. He doesn't desire legalism. Uh, Not just to be a fan of him. It has nothing to do with any of that but to be and have a relationship with Jesus. And this reminds me of his infinite grace and his unconditional love for each of us. It reminds me that my past mishaps and my past failures or blow-ups do not define me. It reminds me that I can't outsend God's grace. We've heard that constantly over the last couple of months. You can't outsend God's grace. As far as the east is from the west, he has forgiven you of those sins. You cannot outsend God's grace. It reminds me that I have a purpose, and this purpose is a divine purpose for my creator. Some of us kind of just, I feel like sometimes I wake up and I'm just wandering through this life. Even as a, a minister, it's just like, man, what am I doing? But I have purpose because of what God is doing in me and is pointing people to him. You have purpose as a teacher, as a coach, as a businessman, as a stay-at-home mom. You have a divine purpose. It reminds me that no matter what I face, I'm never alone. This, this passage reminds me that no matter how small or big the burden I feel I'm carrying, he's already carried it to the cross. He's already conquered that. It reminds me that the lies I'm constantly hearing from Satan, and some of y'all can probably testify to this, the lies of I'm not good enough or that I can't do it well enough are lies honestly from the pits of hell because my God is stronger and he has already overcome those lies in this world. Amen? That he chooses and desires relationship with his people. It reminds me that I am to praise my king because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. As the psalmist, as David says that, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when I remember these things, Satan better just back off, not because of my works, but because I am, I am a believer that when you make Lord, Jesus Lord of your life, it is unbelievable the, the lies that Satan comes at you and tells you this and tells you that. But when you say, I stand for Jesus, it's unbelievable how awesome God is and works through in and through you. So church, just a brief reminder. I just want to remind us that our creator is chasing after you and we are to be chasing after him. And that's the second thing real quick. <clears throat> second thing, if you're taking notes, is that we are to keep chasing after him. We sang this song, uh, chasing after you because you first chased after me. So the second thing here is, okay, I understand God loves me, but now what? Keep chasing after him. I already referenced a couple weeks ago, again, talking about uh, the, the flesh. The flesh tells us 
uh, the, the things of this world, when you chase after the things of this world, it will leave you empty-handed. It will leave you alone. It will leave you tired. It will also leave you wanting more of things that are unfulfilling because the flesh always divides, but the spirit always unifies. And again, we live in this world that tells us to pursue things for you and for you and the passions of this world. But we aren't to chase the things of this world because they will always let us down. We have a ministry here at our church called the Redeemer House. It started, I I guess, a little over a year and a half ago. Um, Man, what a a powerful testimony. Uh, We we have a, a young lady in there. Her name is Tiffany Joy. We call her TJ. And she is like a little firecracker, man. She loves the Lord. And it has been so neat to see God use her uh, in, in through this, about nine months, right? This is Tiffany. Tiffany, raise your hand. Not to draw attention to her because she will point it right back to Jesus. But I want to share a testimony of what God is do- doing in her life. And Josh, you can go ahead and play that for us. couple weeks ago, I went to TJ and I said, hey, here, here's what I'm thinking. I, I think your testimony, because her and I have, have talked, man, she is just on fire for the Lord. And you know, the thing about her being on fire for the Lord is, is and you just listen to it, it had nothing to do with her. She had tried everything. She had, had gone the ways of the world and she was, was doing what she wanted. And you know, the cool thing about that testimony is it points everything back to the redemption found through Jesus Christ. Is that not just amazing and beautiful and how God loves us and he pursues us 
No matter the garbage we have in our life, he loves and is pursuing us. And when we realize that, it makes it all so much well worth it when we start chasing after him. You heard her, leave everything behind. She showed up with what she had, you left everything behind. Kind of sounds like when Jesus called the first disciples, leave everything behind, pick up your cross and follow me. Like, a, I mean, it's just a beautiful picture and I appreciate her heart and it's neat um, to see how God is working in her. And the flip side of that is, and I told Charlie I was gonna kind of uh, reference to this, about it two years ago, year and a half ago, Charla came in, little sweet Charla, soft-spoken, comes in and says, I've got a vision from the Lord and I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do and I don't know how to do this, but this is it. Somebody was there for me and helped open the door for me and I wanna do that. And what a beautiful picture because, I, I, again, a chain reaction here. TJ's where she's at because by the grace of God enabled Charla and, and so many ladies that have poured into the Redeemer house that, that have worked with these ladies. But because Charla said, you know what, somebody opened up a door for me and his name is Jesus and now I want to open up a door. Chasing after him. Chasing after him. Such a chain reaction. I mean, think about it. I'm here today because somebody... Uh, introduced my parents and, and my dad became a believer and I am who I am and whoever that guy who introduced my dad to Jesus, uh, I mean, you just, it's unending. It goes back. It's just this long line of chase. And that leads us into our third point. Like, okay, Matt, I get it. God loves me and I'm supposed to chase after him. Well, what's next? Everybody say, what's next, Matt? I'm glad you asked. We're playing the game of tag. So the game is this, tag, you're it. What do you do with this? What do you do with this? And every week over the next couple of weeks, we're going to give you a life application. Because I think so many times we, we just hear a great sermon and we say, oh, that was great. And we just, we, it kind of leaves us like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And Sean always pointed us, here's how you live out this. Here's how you do this. And, and here's how you do it. Tag your it. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Church, it's not a time to sit back and, and pray for um, more laborers because to be honest with you, to get more laborers means we have to be faithful to what God's called us to do and we actually play a little process in that. To be faithful to what God's asked you to do means you are being good stewards of your time, your talents, your resources, and you are chasing after Jesus. And in the process, you're tagging other people. You're like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what God's done. Hey, it looks like... Uh, man, can I pray with you about that? I mean, it's just, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's something that you choose to do. It's a simple concept, but tag your it. He says this in, in Psalms, you have, you have a choice to make and you can start by being a follower of Jesus today. He says, search me, O God, as he closes out this chapter, this whole chapter of pointing people to his creator. David says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Man, the game of chase, the game of tag. The, the, the simple childhood game of people running around and chasing. And you, if you can think back to those days, I can remember, man, just the adrenaline rush of knowing people were chasing me. That, that drove me to run faster or to hide uh, sneakier, but it, it was the whole concept of you love being pursued. And then it was like, oh man, I finally got caught. Somebody pursued you, so now tag, you're it. And then it was like a whole nother adrenaline. 
oh man, who am I, I gotta go after the slowest person, or I gotta go find this, or I gotta, if you were a, a guy back in elementary school, girls had cooties, so you stayed away from them. Uh, and same thing with the girls, we, yeah, guys had cooties, but the concept, again, is never ending. And so my challenge to us this, this first week of this sermon series is that tag, you're it. And I don't know everybody's story in here. I really don't. I don't know where you stand with the Lord. Some of y'all may have said, look, I drive by the church all the time. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm not a believer, but maybe you're here and maybe you're just like, I really just, this thing's just not for me. This whole God thing is just not for me. It's not a religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus. It's about saying, you know what? I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. You know, working with students I've, uh, and with camps over the last 10 years, I've seen a lot of different um, uh, altar calls. I mean, my goodness, camp after camp after camp, when you're working them, you just, different speakers come in. And one of my favorites that I can recall uh, at a time when it's time to respond. Uh, you, I've heard everything from, man, you need to do this. And you need to say, the favorite one was, hey, look, I don't know where you're at. Jesus is either Lord of your life or he's not. And if he's Lord, everything changes. And that concept of everything changes, that concept that TJ made Jesus Lord of her life, not, hey, Jesus, I'm gonna follow you for the next couple of weeks and then I'm gonna do my own thing or I'm gonna be here on Wednesday night, but really Friday night's my night, so, you know, butt out of my business. It's not that, it's leaving everything behind and following him. So you're it. Ran across this, this quote as I close. The love of or God does not regret saving you. There's no sin which you commit which is beyond the cross of Christ. And this is what the love of God says. I've seen the ugly parts of you and I'm sticking around to see you through this. Whatever you've done, wherever you've ran, whatever you're running from, Jesus is Lord and he is bidding his children. God is bidding his children to say, hey, just give me a shot. Just, just follow me. Not guaranteeing everything's going to be great and you're going to make this much money, but trust me, and that's a hard thing to do, but trust me, I've got this for you. I took care of that on the cross, Matt. I took care of this for you. So this morning, he's loving, he loves you, he is pursuing you, and I pray that wherever you find yourself, you begin to pursue him as Lord of your life. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Uh, we're thankful that we're able to... Um, call you God and, and our creator. Lord, your, your word tells us that you love your children, that you are breathing life into each of us right now. And God, this concept that you are chasing after us is just a reminder that, that you desire relationship for us, with us. You desire our attention and our devotion. And God, that's, um, that's hard for some of us. Because we have to let go of, of things of our past and, and realize that our past doesn't define us. And that's a hard thing to grasp. But God, your word tells us to follow you, to leave everything behind. And so maybe somebody here today is just trying to figure this whole thing out. I pray that you speak to them in a real and meaningful way. There's no secret prayer. There's no secret formula. It's just, Lord, I want you to be boss of my life. God, I've, I've failed. I have chased all the wrong things. The ways of this world have left me empty-handed time and time again, and I am tired of playing the game. Lord, I, I need you to come into my life and forgive me of what I've done. Lord, I need you to be Lord of my life, and, and from this day forward, I want to live for you. 
Maybe that's what it takes today. Lord, maybe somebody out here, I would venture to say somebody needs a relationship with you. Whatever walls or boundaries that will keep people from coming forward and just saying, look, I can't do this, break them down today, Lord. Whatever walls are built up for us that are struggling, maybe we're believers and we're just, we're just kind of losing sight. We're just, yeah, we know that God loves us, but man, we just don't feel that. God, I pray that you awaken our, heart, our hearts this morning. Lord, we need you desperately. Lord, this nation needs you. This world needs you. God, you're pursuing your creation, and I pray, Father, that we would understand that. Revitalize this, this congregation, this church, the people. Wake us up to understand that we can help play a part in the whole scripture, that the, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen.